Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tommic.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Welcome to Center Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in the book of Proverbs 14 and 26. Amen. We're going to finish out the chapter. All right. And we're just going to jump right in. Uh, Proverbs 14 and 26 starts out, it says, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Now, so, when you have the fear of the Lord, you have a strong confidence. Why? Because you understand and you reverence God to the point where, we and we talked about this earlier, how you will have confidence in Christ. You'll have confidence in the things that you say in Christ. You'll have confidence in your belief. So uh, nobody can steer you wrong because you understand what you believe in. And a lot of saints, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers don't have enough confidence in their belief to stick to it. Amen. Or even to try to defend it. Because you will say something to somebody, you'll say something to somebody, and then they will say something back that combats what you said, and you have no response. Because you don't have enough Bible in you. Or you don't have enough understanding of Scripture. This is why we need to be rooted and grounded. Right? And then it says... And when, you're, when you have strong confidence, it says, and his children will have refuge. Because now your children have something to fall back on because your belief system that you have going on within you, within your household, is set. This is our belief. This is what we believe in. And we don't stray from that. Uh -huh. So your children grow up in that. Your children can also be people that you... Um, that you bring to Christ as well. Say that. They're going to believe whatever you believe. So you steer their belief, not as you believe, but as Christ says. You understand? Because none of us have all the answers. And even Paul said we know in part. So, we have to steer people towards a belief system uh -huh. that is 
grounded and rooted in Christ. So instead of teaching you what I know, I'm going to teach you what God says you need to do. You see? And then in turn, you'll know what I know. <laughs> 27, it says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. You can't go wrong reverencing God. Because as long as you reverence God, you obey God, you believe in God, you believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, you obey everything that He says, you're going to have a fountain of life. Uh -huh. Which means that everything that you're going to say and do is blessed and you'll have favor. You'll have so many benefits in just your obedience alone. Uh -huh. Right? It says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snare of death. How's that? So, the, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to the point where you can turn somebody away from the world. Because of what you know. Because the anointing that God has put on your life. Because you follow. Too many people out here are preaching and teaching. Who don't have the anointing that goes with it. So they never bring anybody to Christ. The church stays stagnant. Nobody's growing. You see? But the anointing is so important. And it comes from the obedience of God. Your obedience strengthens your anointing. You see? Mm -hmm. 28 says, In a multitude of people is the glory of a king. But without people, a prince is ruined. In a multitude of people is the glory of a king. You have a lot of people who are following you. Right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's the glory of the king. That's the glory of the of the pastor. Because the glory is the fruit. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You see? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I know you by your fruit. Yeah. So as a pastor, as a leader, as, you know, like it says, as a king, as somebody who's in leadership, your fruit is going to tell what kind of person you are. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? So it says a multitude of people is the glory of the king. So having a whole bunch of people believing in Christ is the glory of the person who brought them there. Who got them to that point. Right? Because if you glorify God, God's going to glorify you. Right? This is, Jesus said, if you're, not, if you're not ashamed of me in public, I'm going to be ashamed of you with my father. So, and then it says, but without a, without people, the prince is ruined. Because if your belief system is all broken up, you ain't got nobody following you. You're ruined. What is the purpose of your life if you 
are not bringing people to Christ. Right? Right. And see, a lot of people get what's, they, they get this mixed up. They get what they do mixed up with their purpose. Uh -huh. The purpose is spiritual. The things you do is natural. You say, what's your purpose? Well, my purpose is to, is to, is to uh, make songs or my purpose is to run this company. No, that's what you do. But what is your purpose? Your purpose is spiritual. Because you can do all of those things and still not have a purpose. You can be rich from the things that you do. But your purpose is still stagnant. And most people, and you and you need to know that you can be rich and still fulfill your purpose. You can be poor and still fulfill your purpose. And your purpose is more important than the things that you do. Because when you when it boils down to is you can fulfill your purpose and God will fulfill your needs. all the money in the world, have all the fame and fortune in the world, and you have nothing because you haven't fulfilled your purpose at all. Uh-huh. Right? You know, and, and paraphrasing it says, you know, what does it do a man to gain the whole world? And lose his soul. Uh -huh. Right? Uh -huh. Nothing. The prince is wrong. Say that, say that. 29 says, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has hasty temper exalts folly. Uh -huh. Right? Uh huh. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. I mean, when you... Stuff that make you mad, you don't get... It, don't, it takes a lot to get you mad. Uh -huh. Why? Because you understand patience. Uh -huh. You understand that these people are not the problem. It's the spirit that's in them that's the issue. That's right. Uh -huh. So you don't be so quick to get mad at them because you know they're not in, they're not in Christ. Right. You know they're not working with God's spirit. Mm -hmm. So you tend to have more patience now. You're wiser when you when you do things and how you react to things. Uh huh. Right? Right. And this takes time. See that? <clears throat> that takes time. It says, but somebody who is hasty and temper exalts folly. Exalts folly. What does that mean? Exalts foolish behavior. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <clears throat> as soon as something happens, they just jump right off the handle. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Later on, they over there. I'm sorry. Right. Say that, say that. Right. I didn't mean to do that. I shouldn't have done that. Uh -huh. But they do it over and over and over again, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
yeah. It's okay to say you're sorry because you probably truly didn't mean to. But you have to start thinking before you start jumping off at the handle all the time. Somewhere along the line, you got to stop yourself. And this comes from knowing yourself. Uh-huh. Knowing your limitations. Understanding who you are. Uh-huh. Right. And wanting to deal with that. Uh-huh. I know who I am. I know what kind of issues I have and I need to work on them. Uh-huh. This is what this comes from. And this is what you have to say to yourself. A lot of people don't like to be real with themselves. They want to be real with you mm-hmm. about your issues. Right. They don't want to tell you. They don't want to look in the mirror and say, "I'm," and be that real with themselves. Uh-huh. But when you come to Christ, you have to. God forces you basically to do that mm-hmm. because you're not going to grow in Christ if you don't. Mm-hmm. He can't put you over here if you're still over here. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We can't. It, it, it just can't happen. Uh-huh. We have to know ourselves better. And, and, and like it says, don't be so hasty. Uh-huh. Have a hasty temper. Right. Okay. People be scared to talk to you. Right. And see, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Because there might be something you need to know. And then they didn't say nothing to you. And then you will come to them. Why you didn't say nothing to me? Right. Because they're scared to talk to you. Uh-huh. You should have said something. If you would have said something, this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm scared to talk to you because you're like you're yelling at me now. Mm-hmm. That's why I ain't want to say nothing. Right. <laughs> True. And you can split a household doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Having a hasty partner. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Your wife hasty, or, uh-huh. your, or your husband hasty, and you can't tell them nothing without them flying all off at the handle. Nobody want to deal with nobody like that. Right. Nobody wants to deal with nobody like that. Uh-huh. 30 says, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh. But envy makes the bones rot. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh. What's tranquil? Calm. Calm heart. Yeah, something like something that's all fired up and just on 10 all the time. (laughs) Right? Say that, say that. A tranquil heart. And see, you can have, you can be on 10 a lot of different ways. You can be on 10 with anger. Right. And you can be on 10 with happiness. Right. And that can be just as bad as being angry. You ever seen somebody just over happy all the time? Because when they get let down, they get really depressed. Right. Wow. Mm. That's why God said, have a tranquil heart. Right. That's the difference between joy and happiness. Because Uh happiness fades. Yeah. Joy is everlasting. That's right. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh. 
Right. Now think about that. Gives life to the flesh. The flesh is as weak as it is. Mm -hmm. But you can give life to your flesh when you have a tranquil, calming, soothing heart. It says, but envy makes the bones rot. You envious of everybody. All you can think about is what you don't have. And you're mad at everybody else that got more than you do. When in reality, you got everything you need, you just don't see it. It's just not enough for you. Right? I remember a long time ago, I was, I was, I was upset with God, and I was like, "Man, God, why are you letting this person do all of these things and get all of this stuff?" And I'm in Christ, and I'm, and I'm lacking in everything, and they get all of this stuff. They got a new house and a new car, and they getting all of these things, and I can't get ahead myself. And God looks to me. While I'm, I'm walking into my house, mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, yeah, you got it so bad. Mm -hmm. Walking into your house, just drove from work, you got a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're living really down and out right now. Mm -hmm. And I had to think about that. Like, uh -huh. let me shut up. You know? Because yeah. <laughs> you can allow the devil to come in and, and, and look at your situation backwards. Right. Yeah. Right. When God is blessing you and you just don't see it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. right. But see, that's the kind of thinking you have when you're not in Christ. Right. You see everything half empty. Yeah. Right. And God lets you see everything half full. Say that, say that. It's almost full. Right. Me and my wife was talking about this, I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was talking about when you look at the gas. Yeah. I was like, you'll see people in Christ. I was like, you'll have a uh, a third of a tank yeah. a gas left mm -hmm. a quarter of a tank of gas left and you you know somebody would be like man I need to get to the gas station I gotta get some gas cause I'm gonna run out of gas before I get to work I would like somebody in Christ to look at it and be like man I got a, I got a quarter of a tank left <laughs> I can still make a couple runs <laughs> I didn't know I had that much you know right. <laughs> and that's the difference praise God praise God for a quarter of a tank yeah I thought I was on E and I looked and I had a quarter of a tank of gas. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I said, praise God. Praise you know? God. So it, it, it and, and see and what that comes into play is your perception. And your perception has to change when you get in Christ. God changes your perception. It changes that half empty to half full. You see? It's important. Envying somebody else's stuff makes your bones rot. It's horrible. Yeah. Want your bones to rot? Uh -huh. And then you think of when you hear that scripture when it says the envy, it makes your bones rot. And then you think of like just nasty, evil people that just 
all hunched over and <laughs> just can't hardly walk, but just mad at the world. Mm -hmm. Angry. Yeah. They can't shake your hand because they fist balled up. Mm. You ever seen that? Wow. <laughs> Bitch out to shake their hand, they can't shake it because they fist balled up. <laughs> wow. Can't do it. 31 says, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker. But he who is generous to the needy honors him. When you oppress poor people, and you just make it worse, it's an insult to God. Mm -hmm. God put everybody here equally. You may have more than somebody else. And they ask for help and you just... And, and it's not even about whether you helped them or not. It was how you treated them. Right. You know? Because mm -hmm. you can treat somebody bad and not give them something. And you can treat them equally bad giving it to them. Right. You know? Somebody asks you for a couple dollars and you just throw it up in the air and, and walk off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. We have to be careful of that. But he who is generous to the needy honors him. All of this is perception. Mm -hmm. Perceiving things wrong. I was watching this video yesterday, and it was this guy, and this man walked up to him, he had a real nice car, and he said, hey man, he was like, oh, you such and such, hey, how you doing, man, I ain't seen you in a while, he's like, you got a nice car, you out here doing your thing, he was like, yeah, God blessing me, you know, I, God is really doing things, he was like, he was like, what you think about these gas prices, because they was at a gas station. He's like, hey, I gotta put gas on my car, I ain't tripping on the gas prices, you know, it's no big deal. So, so, he put the gas in there. He's like, all right, you be blessed, man. And then he drove on off in his car. Real nice car, right? Mm -hmm. The man turned the camera to the gas pump, and he only put a dollar in the tank. <laughs> One dollar. And he said, I know he just didn't put a dollar in his tank. And see, it was it was funny, but at the same time, that's all he needed. <laughs> he was just as happy, and he drove on off. You know what I mean? He had a nice car; couldn't afford to get five, ten, twenty dollars worth of gas. He put a dollar in there, and, it, and he drove on off. Just as content, you know. Got it. So I mean, all in perception. Oh, man. The guy with the camera was like, man, I'm going to put, you know, I'm not going to put no dollar in the tank. You will if you need to. Right. And that's all you got. That's all you got. <laughs> you work with what you got. And that's what, that's what it is to be in Christ. You work with what you have and God will work with you with what you have. Right. Right. You don't remember nothing out of this sermon. Remember that. Work with what you have and God will work with you with what you have. Right. Uh -huh. right. That's it. That'll bring you to the the loaves and the fish. Okay. That's it. They work with what they had. That's it. And God worked with them. Uh -huh. And everybody got fed. That's it. Right? That's right. 
when you when you look at it, everybody got fed. All these thousands of people. Uh huh. But when you look at the gas pump, it was only a dollar. <laughs> you see what I mean? All in perception. Wow. Mm -hmm. You honor God. Yeah. God, I honor you. It says, thir 32 says, the wicked is overthrown through his evil doing. Mm -hmm. The wicked is overthrown mm -hmm. through his evil doing. You're going to do wicked Things and evil things mm -hmm. until the point where God is going to catch up with you. Right. It's going to catch up with you and God is going to catch up with you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. God just letting you do what you do until he get ready to come and do something about it. Right. He said, but the righteous finds refuge in his death. Yeah. The wicked is overthrown through his evil doing, but the righteous finds refuge in his death. Uh -huh. Wow. You doing evil and evil and doing all of this evil stuff, and you, and you keep doing this to God's people. God going to take you out of here. Uh -huh. And then the person that's in Christ gets a sigh of relief from you. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Which is sad. Yeah. That you have to die for somebody else to get get some refuge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to do better. Yeah. 33 says, Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. <laughs> Nothing or no one can stop wisdom. Mm -hmm. Even in the midst of fools, wisdom sticks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nothing can hold back wisdom. Uh -huh. When wisdom speaks, everybody listens. That's because in a sea of fools, it's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> You got a whole bunch of fools with a square peg trying to put it in the triangle hole. Mm -hmm. And they just don't understand why it won't fit. <laughs> but the one with wisdom <laughs> takes the triangle and puts it in the triangle hole. Right. That's right. The fools can't say nothing because it actually fit. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh -huh. So we got... You cannot, I mean, wisdom, you can't fight it. Yeah. Uh -huh. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. Uh -huh. In the midst of fools, it stands out. Uh -huh. 34 says, righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Uh -huh. Righteousness exalts a nation. When you have a whole nation of people that are righteous, it exhausts them. Uh -huh. You lift the nation. Uh -huh. But then it says, but sin is a reproach to any people. Uh -huh. Which means that's going to put you in a, it's going to stump you. Uh 
-hmm. as a people. We have to look at all of these di different countries. They got all of these different sinful things going on and wondering why they can't get over. Huh? And why, why not, not even that they can't get over, that everything is getting worse and worse. Because uh -huh. righteousness is not there. Uh -huh. Which means they can't exalt the nation. The whole world right now is pretty much at a standstill. Uh -huh. Everybody in the same boat. Thirty-five. It says, "A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor, mm -hmm. but his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully." Mm. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Right. So when you deal wisely, and, and, and nothing beats wisdom, nothing. Right. Nothing beats God's wisdom. Uh -huh. You get the king's favor, which means you get God's favor when you use his his, his um his wisdom. Right. You use God's wisdom, you'll have his favor. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, you won't. Right. <laughs> That's it. It says, but a wrath falls on those who act shamefully. So the ones who act shamefully have to deal with God's wrath. Right. right? Which is the opposite of being one of his servants. Uh -huh. So we have to do better as people. Mm -hmm. Learning from God. Teaching. Treating other people right. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing we have to do to start doing that is to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Say that, say that. Right? Yes. Then wisdom will abound. Uh -huh. But we have to allow it to. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for understanding what we need to do uh -huh. and how we need to do it. As far as wisdom, knowledge, and understanding goes. Father, we don't want to act foolishly, but we want to act wisely. Uh -huh. In dealing with others as we deal with ourselves. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. 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 Stay blessed and faithful. Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.